Rocking and rolling? We're back. We're on. Summer, or shredded by summer. Shredded by summer. It's coming up. This will actually, when this one drops, this will actually be the first week of the, of the shredded of the by summer challenge. Okay. Yeah, so okay. this will be, I usually drop them on Tuesday, right? So it's Thursday right now. So it's the week before Beforehand. shredded by summer. And everybody's freaking about them fruits and vegetables. Dude, those fruits and veggies are making a ruckus right now. It is going <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So... I mean, I made that video in the, in the members group this week uh-huh. about it, you know, and I need because like Nicole Wallace had posted that. I kind of that was actually it. a good video. That was a good video that TikTok with that girl showing the Doritos chips and the strawberries. Uh-huh. I need to probably do one over the weekend with the Oreo. Like burger. your own, like yeah, real. Like actually, because cool. a lot of people were like, that was actually beneficial seeing it visually like that, mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of people were freaking out about like, there's no, I, there's no way I can physically get in that many fruits and vegetables. I'm yeah. gonna gain so much weight off of it, and once again kind of talking about the whole volume of food looks a lot different but the caloric intake being the same it's the same yeah. right so like in that video that girl was showing like, okay let's see how many strawberries we could eat for the same amount of doritos chips right i think it was like what 12 15 chips it's whatever like, it was not 12, 15, like a small yeah. like like you got like a, a small paper plate right it might still have like a small paper plate. it's like a snack size pack of doritos yeah it's basically what it is yeah <clears throat> and she was showing compared to the amount of strawberries and like filled the whole bowl of strawberries a compared whole to carton. Yeah. A whole basically carton. a whole carton of strawberries. Yeah. And so a lot of people were correlating to them being super full off of them like gaining weight. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's uh, just a cognitive thing. The way we think about like if I'm hungry or if I'm super full, then I'm going I'm to gain, gain weight. weight. If I'm hungry, then I'm going to lose weight. And that's kind of the predicament that we're in as a society is that, you know, more often than not, the foods that we're eating is our processed foods or, you know, things you're buying at the grocery store, the gas station that you're not physically cooking, it's processed to a degree. And so they're very easily impalable to get down. And so they're very calorically dense. You eat a lot of it to get full or you, or you might feel like, okay, I'm gonna eat till I'm satisfied. Uh-huh. And in doing so, you've racked up a lot of calories without knowing it. Not really realizing. Not really realizing how many calories you're actually taking in compared to eating more wholesome foods like fruits and vegetables and proteins, things like that that you're gonna get a lot more satiated and full off of with not as many calories. I mean, yeah. Right, I think even like Kaylee was saying, you know, a lot of times she might munch on some animal crackers and like as a snack and she decided she, okay, well, instead of doing animal crackers, then we do some grapes instead. And it was way more filling and you're volume of food with grapes, right? grapes compared to the same amount of animal crackers. I mean, if you gotta think about it, I mean, you eat two bags of Doritos, like, you probably don't really like, well, let's say snack size. I mean, I haven't looked at an actual little bag of snack Doritos. It's probably about it's 250 to 300 do. calories. Yeah. And just that little bag. And you could probably, you could probably I'm, munch through probably four or you, five bags if you really wanted to. Four or five bags if I really, really. Yeah. And you probably don't even notice that you're doing it. You're probably just watching a movie. You could probably eat that many. To eat that same amount in like a fruit is a lot. That's a lot of, different. It's a different. lot more of a bond of food. Because I think um, Shaw had made a good little photo post the other day. And it was like. Uh, he cored an apple and then he had a little bit of like a like pineapple chunks and it was like 300 and something grams mm-hmm. total and it didn't really look I mean it was a, a good amount of food but it really wasn't like overwhelming no not overwhelming um, and so like I definitely think you could sit down and eat that amount of like mm-hmm. fruit and be okay yeah I think a lot of people will be surprised though that because I, I said as well usually I work when I want somebody is that they don't understand how they can be so full and lose weight at the same time mm-hmm. And once again, it kind of comes down to eating more wholesome, Which is clean foods. food, right? Clean food is a lot better off. And you're going to feel a lot better because of it as well compared to eating more processed food where you're going to feel run down and shitty not have as much energy compared to otherwise. Kind of get drained real fast. Yeah. And 
also pissing off Sarah Thrasher, the whole Greenspan. Definitely, bit. definitely hit a bump people, right there. It's always <laughs> funny how it's people are like people are wanting to cut corners around uh-huh. to get away to make it more convenient dude, for themselves. It, how many times have you heard people doing the little green juice? Oh no, dude, it is everywhere right everywhere, now. Everywhere, <laughs> the, the green powders and green red powders. Powder, green juice. And, and it's not that I'm, I'm shitting on it and saying like it's a bad. No, like thing. it's a good option. It's a good option. Like right, like I still probably would say like it's like one of your better supplements you could probably buy just to cover some of your bases. But nothing replaces the actual Whole thing. Food option, yeah, right? there's you'll never be able to replicate what God gave and mm-hmm. put on this earth for you and like actually physically chewing it and putting it in your body compared to a powder that's manufactured. Yeah. It's just not the same. It's I mean, you can think about like drinking protein shakes to get your protein rather than eating food. Yeah. Like and I said, like it's it's, it's not totally and same different. thing with protein shakes, like I'm not shitting on protein shakes and like I still tell people that it's still a, a fine option if that's something that you have to do, especially if you're more on the go. Just you don't, don't have to make on it, right? Yeah, just don't make that majority of your like where are your proteins coming from, right? Like you still want to have animal sources as your main yes. go-to as your protein options, or at least a whole food option of some kind for your main protein options, and not rely on some of a supplement to change to that, actually make you right? Animals. I think it's just it's it's just one of those things. Like you want to go with that easier, more convenient option. It's, it's crazy not though. Always the best method. And somebody was asking me today if uh, if they who were they asking me? They're asking me at the water intake. If they could do um, like sweet tea as a, as a water tea. as a water supplement, like it replaces the water, like towards the fluid ounces, uh-huh. I was like, no, it needs to be water, water. like water, <laughs> not coffee, not juice, water, water. Yeah. like the clear stuff, like that you would need to survive on a daily basis. People asked me about Propel the other day, and I was like, the Propel water. And I was like, Propel has like thirty grams of sugar in it per bottle. <laughs> oh I was like, no. Like, like okay, if you want to take a water bottle and put like a crystal light pack in yes, there, yes, that's, that's okay. That's okay. Like, or you put like an electrolyte powder in there or something like that. But it needs to be freaking water. Yes, like actual, like the clear stuff you could buy in a bottle. Water. Like, I keep re reemphasizing this. It's like these are the things that you guys are gonna need to do to really see the progress that you guys are or the progress that you want out of the gym, mm-hmm. right? Like, we keep stressing on the whole entire nutrition side of that because it's, it's such an important factor. Most of you guys are listening to this and doing a challenge at least work out a handful of times a week. You might have to up the volume a little bit during the challenge up to five times if you're only like a three-day goer yeah. or whatever it may be. But that's usually the more simplistic part of the program is like just kind of work out more up, often. Right? But I'm like, it's the nutrition. <laughs> that's where you guys are going to see that's your biggest bang. But I can see the most results right. out of this program yeah. is just taking care of your nutrition. And, and so like don't try to cut corners stick with it and like just do it like i swear to god over like it, the first couple of weeks are gonna be the hardest uh-huh. but if you can continuously go over like especially you make past 30 like days that, that third week like, like fuck you're, man you're in like, it, man like just fuck oh, <laughs> like i just it's like for me it's like wants to shake i'm like just please just do please it like trust me on this for like just trust me yeah. like and just go for the 30 days like just trust me if you follow it like like I'm telling you, and like follow it to a T, and don't try to manipulate the system, and like eat 800 grams of fruit specials, but also eat fucking 30 pounds of fucking sugar uh-huh. on the same day, like you know what I'm meaning here. It's pretty straightforward. Like don't try to cut the corners. Don't add in more of the things on top of it. Like just stick to that program. I promise you, you'll see so much better. It's gonna be, like I think if, for the people that do stick with it, like I think they're gonna like really like it's gonna really open their eyes. I hope you're definitely gonna have like, some people. Like they're who, gonna be like, holy shit! Yeah. Like this is all I had to do. Like like this is it. Like like so I think it's gonna be yeah. kind of cool for people to see that. Because oh, you know you're gonna have at least at least that bare minimum at least that one person. 
who does this challenge and it's like a big life big changing thing, eye opener right? thing, right? And that's and that's ultimately what it's all about. Like if I can get just one person on the challenge to have that big lifestyle eye opener change, then it's worth the whole entire mm-hmm. thing, right? For sure. And you definitely have some people who do it for like two or three days and say, fuck it, I'm not doing this. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have right. You're going to have those people right. that are going to have that as well. And that's probably going to get a good chunk of the people as well. But it's, it's like, golly, man, if I could – I promise you it's, it's worth it. Let if me you just can show just, you the future. <laughs> I promise you it's there. Just If you stick to these these main principles, that will get you like 90 95% of the way there, yeah. I promise. And so uh, so that starts up on Monday. Uh, I also put in the, the group today – um, it might be a little late by the time you listen to this, but some things that I would recommend you guys do. The three things you're going to probably need to do over the before the weekend is you need to come do an in-body. So I'd recommend you do an in-body that way you can see at least pre and post because it's not always necessarily what's on the weight scale as it is with the body composition. Because a lot of people can check on the scale and not be necessarily be happy with how the scale moved, but their body composition is a lot different, yeah. right? So let's say I'm sitting at 200 pounds and I'm at 15% body fat and you know X amount of skeletal muscle mass and you know 30 days go by and maybe I've only dropped two or three pounds and I'm not really excited about that, but I go do my in body and I've dropped a percent and a half in body fat. I've actually gained two pounds of, body, mm-hmm. of skeletal muscle mass, right? That's my body composition is a lot better than it was previously 30 days, 30 days ago, even though it doesn't necessarily re- reflect on the scale itself. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'd highly recommend you guys do an in-body pre and post. Uh, you're going to need a food scale. That's pretty yeah. straightforward. If you want to measure out how much protein you're eating in a day and how much fruits and veggies you're going to need in a day, you, need a scale. you have to have a scale. And then the third and final thing is I posted a member group, members group already is the uh, consistency tracker that you guys will need a Gmail account for. That way everybody can visually see and you can be inside that tracker. Uh, and that's how we're gonna be able to share it with you guys. But you'll go in on a daily basis and you have the six things that you're gonna need to keep track of. And every time you hit that particular marker for that day, that's a point, right? Okay. You have six available points per day. You would type in that system, you know, for that particular day on you know May the 3rd, I did all six things, so I put six points. Next day, maybe I didn't do one of the extra credits. I got five points that day, or maybe I had to wake up early that day to get all hours of sleep. I got four that day, four. or maybe. And so you'll see how consistent you're being over that 30-day window. It'll also, at the very end of the tracker, give a sum of how many points that you have, okay. so some total. And so, as well as other people can see how consistent you're yeah. being with the program as well. Because it's one thing to say, I'm doing it. It's one thing to have to visually punch it into a system where everybody keep, can see. Everybody keeping each other accountable. Keeping each other accountable. So... Uh, That'd be kind of cool. So if you haven't done that already, I would recommend you guys go do that. Like I said, you need a Gmail account for it to work. Uh, you guys, all this stuff you can do for free. You can go to a GMSub, a Gmail account for free. If you don't want to use it, you just want to use it for this one particular thing, I would highly recommend you go do that. Okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's kind of our quick uh, edit about the, the Shredded by Summer Challenge. The topic of conversation is nutrition timing. Timing. Timing to see good stuff. Uh, which I'm always a little bit reluctant to always kind of talk about this subject because it's not nearly the most important thing mm-hmm. to focus in on. It's more about uh, optimization, so to speak, mm-hmm. of your of your nutrients and your calories and your macronutrients. Is it ultimately going to determine always your body composition? Probably not. Your body composition is going to be very determined by your calories and the macronutrients that you're taking, regardless of how you eat them in a day. Mm-hmm. That's ultimately going to determine 
about 90% of what your body composition is going to look like, whether that be you eat all your macronutrients in one meal, you literally only had one meal a day, you had all those at one time, or you had 20 meals a day, or whatever it may be. Uh, so that's kind of like the, the, the grain of salt with this, with this podcast is that by far, this is not nearly all that important compared to a lot of things we talked about right. before, right? Just like in the Shorter by Summer Challenge, like starting with protein is a humongous starting point that can get you leaps and bounds way further than focus on nutrition timing ever would, mm-hmm. right? So, but one thing that nutrition timing could help out with is especially for your workouts. Like feeling good. Feeling good right. and feeling like you're performing well inside mm-hmm. your workout. So if this is something that's a little bit more important to you, this is definitely a podcast you might want to listen to. Um, so when it comes to your protein intake, you want to pretty much keep that pretty evenly spread throughout your whole throughout entire your whole day, day for the most part. So if I'm taking in, you know, say I weigh 150, uh, weigh 150 pounds or 100, and I want to try to get 150 grams of protein, and I'm going to eat five meals a day, each meal should be comprised of roughly 30 grams. Right, some might be more, some might be less. I might have one that's forty, one meal that's twenty, but it all very much. Ideally, you're just trying to keep it the same, pretty evenly spread. Yeah. Um, just for protein synthesis standpoint, that you're getting a pretty equal dosage of protein going into the body throughout the day, as well as to keep you more satiated and full and things like that. So that one's pretty straightforward. That's nothing very overly complicated. Now, the thing that might change what protein you're eating is if it has a lot of fat content to that meal or that yeah. protein. So like for instance, like, like a red, yeah, like so like a chicken thigh, was probably a better example, is a chicken thigh compared to a chicken breast. So a chicken thigh is gonna have more fat content compared to the chicken breast, which is pretty lean, right? It's not that one is better than the other, it just depends on where it falls in your calories and your macronutrients and also the timing of the day. So if I'm gonna work out at four o'clock in the afternoon, I probably don't want to have a big old thing of chicken thigh two hours before I work out, yeah. an hour and a half before I work out. Because, sitting the, on you pretty heavy because the fat content inside that meal. I would like to go maybe with like a chicken breast option with a carbohydrate and keep the fat relatively low because fat itself takes longer to digest in the body. And when you're about to go work out, you don't want the blood inside your digestive tract to be digesting food. And then you're going to work out and your heart's racing. And then it tries to send all the other blood to the extremities of your body, yeah. taking it away from your digestive system. It's going to make you feel sluggish, feel like you're going to throw up. Right, so it's the reason why you don't go drink milk and then go run a marathon. Yeah. Right, like that's one of the main reasons why you wouldn't want to do that. It takes longer to digest that system. And then same thing post-workout is you really don't want to have a high fat content post-workout either because you do want a, some glycogen to restore those muscle cells to repair themselves because your the main priority of your muscle when it gets done working out it's not necessarily so-called rebuild itself, like build muscle, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of people think protein, 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 yeah. right? And you get protein in post-workout to rebuild the muscle. That's not, that's not what the body's primary objective is post-workout. It's to replenishing glycogen stores inside the muscle cell. So when you work out, you use glycogen for energy, which is a, basically gets turned from a carb into glycogen. That's what your body runs off of for muscle contractions and things like that. Well, it depletes that, as you work out, also you have a lot of muscle contractions as you work out depleting that system. Well, your body's primary objective post-workout is to replenish all that. So your body's main thing it wants post-workout is carbohydrates. So your carbs are your main go-to pre and post. I think that's gonna shock a lot of people. Pre and post for carbs. 
fat is kind of the opposite of that, right? So we don't want really any fat pre or post, right? Then we can fit our fats mainly other places early, early in the morning or early in the last supper time, things like that, right? If I'm more of an afternoon goer. Now, if I'm more of a early morning person, say 445, 545, 645, that's more my my go-to, then it changes up a little bit to where you don't, it's okay for you to have a higher fat content meal at night, Uh right? You guys are going to go to sleep, you know, five, six, seven, eight hours. Seven hours. Yeah, so seven (laughs) hours you're doing the show by summer challenge. So your body's going to have plenty of time to go through that, and it's still okay to have a high-carb meal that night as well. And I would actually probably recommend still having a good carbohydrate source for dinner time, right? I think that's a a question I had today actually from somebody is, is it still okay to have carbohydrates at night? And it's kind of like a bro science thing. Is that like the like don't eat past 8 p.m. type thing? Yeah, kind of like don't eat past 8 8 p.m. or like don't have carbs past like 6 p.m. Because like people hear the word, and the kind of the logic behind it was, Carbs are a fuel source like energy, mm-hmm. right? Well, if I'm about to go to bed, I'm not going to physically do anything. Not do anything, right? Then I don't need to eat carbs because it's just going to get turned into the fat because of the fact that, uh, you know, I have all these carbohydrates in my system and it doesn't have, it doesn't have to do with it, so it's going to store away as fat. And that's ultimately not what's true. I could literally not eat all day long and have, let's say, 2,000 calories of fruit, all carbohydrates mm-hmm. or Twinkies or it may be at nighttime. And if my caloric intake is in a deficit, it still doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm still going to lose weight off You're that. You're still going to be losing weight. So it, it's way. really just debunking that for the most part. It's, it's more of could you better optimize your, your carbs in a better manner? Yeah, probably. But it's not necessarily that just turns to pure body fat because you're eating carbohydrates at yeah. that time. Especially if you're in a caloric deficit. It doesn't matter. So, But if you're, especially if you're working out in the morning, you want that carb – Source at nighttime, so you're going to be stored away as glycogen. So in the morning when you go working out, your body's going to you operate. Still have that, that right there. Yeah, your right? body's going to have those stores to go work out and have this like have something to run off of when you're working out. But let's say I maybe let's say I don't eat carbs past two o'clock, and I'm going to work out at four forty-five in the morning. So you're talking about a twelve-hour window, ten Ooh, hours. Still in pretty journey. So last time I had a carb in my system. Well, at that point in time, your body is running low on those glycogen stores, and then you're going to ask for it to go to a tense workout. That's a recipe for disaster and feel like shit while you're working out. Yeah. And so that's why I recommend a higher carb meal at nighttime. And then when you wake up in the morning, you have more energy to attack your workouts and you'll feel better afterwards as well. And then you want those glycogen stores replenished, they have another high carb meal for breakfast. For breakfast. Right. And so that's kind of like the nutrition timing of it, depending on what time of the day that we're working out. And like we talked about, if we're working out in the morning, then you know I'm probably going to have higher fat content starting up around my lunchtime. And having higher fat content like in the afternoon, the right? right? Yeah, and then kind of the vice versa. That if I'm more of an afternoon goer, where you know I'm kind of going to have more fat in the mornings, and then kind mm-hmm. of trickle that off a little bit leading up to my workout, and then maybe my last meal of the night, I can have another high have fat, more fat yeah, for another fat content meals right. right in there. Uh, so, and a lot of people don't realize this as well. The thing about this equation of it is, if I have more energy for my workouts, I'm able to put more intensity into them, more intention into my workouts. I'm also going to burn more calories that yeah. way, right? So and ultimately, if I want to burn body fat, I have to be in a caloric deficit. And part of that caloric deficit is a balanced equation of how much energy I'm putting out in my day, right? So if I can burn more energy by feeling better in my workouts, being fueled properly for my workouts, I can work out harder, with more intention, burning more calories in the process, 
getting more fitter in the process and getting stronger in the process because I feel better because of the nutrition time that I'm putting throughout my day. Pretty much getting like all your bang for your buck right there. Yeah, right? No, nobody really wants to come to the gym and like feel like shit and feel like they're not performing yeah. well. Most people want to come to the gym and, and you have want to feel good about it. Yeah, right? you want to feel good. You feel like you have energy. You feel like you're breathing well. Like I'm attacking my workouts. I feel strong. Like I'm gaining. I've seen progress in the gym. I'm getting stronger. My times are getting faster. I'm getting more fit. Everybody likes to see those things. And doing some nutrition timing with those macronutrients can go a long ways to help you guys out with that. Now, ultimately, like I said, will it determine you always you losing weight and gaining weight or leaning out? No, that's not. That's kind of coming back to like your caloric intake and all that. Yeah, kind of beginning of the podcast was that's not ultimately what's going to determine you losing or gaining weight. Just because you now have matched your macros more appropriately, if you're still in a caloric surplus or caloric maintenance levels, or you're only doing your macronutrients for three or four days out of the week, and three or four days a week are shit because you're going out to eat and eating processed foods all the time, then all this shit doesn't really matter. Mm Right, it's only for the people who have everything dialed in, right? You're like you're the you got ninety percent all your shit taken care of, right? This is like one of the last things that you, that you do want to do, right? Yeah, that can really help make you feel a lot better inside the gym. All the other things are also gonna help you out and feel a lot better as well, but this is like one little last thing that can also it's like fine tuning, fine tuning. Like you're like thing. really trying to get the details in here, right? Yeah, point, exactly. Right? It's like learning, you know. Once I can get a bar muscle, right? I can, I've kind of gotten some bar muscle ups, but now I'm tweaking this bar muscle up where I'm doing something different with my technique to make them that much more efficient. Yeah. Right? So it's like, okay, you can do a bar muscle up and you've done all the work. Now tweak it just a little bit so you can maybe string together a little bit more in your workouts. Yep. Right? It's the same concept here when it comes to nutrition timing is we got to get the bar muscle up first. Yeah. And then once you get the bar muscle once up, the bar muscle we up, can start like And then like we can start tweaking some things. Yeah. Because like a lot of people have done like the first bar muscle up and it's like, as a coach, I hear like, okay, there's definitely some things that we can fine tune that, mm-hmm. but we got on top of the bar, yeah. right? There's still a lot of really That's good things goal. that happen, right? Mm-hmm. Which is really good, but now let's start tweaking to make it look a little prettier and a little bit more solid, a little more efficient. Uh-huh. It's the same thing with our nutrition is, let's get on top of the bar first, and then we can start tweaking. Then we can to make figure it all of this stuff out later. Exactly. Right. Okay. So that's kind of the take on nutrition timing. Hopefully, you guys learned a little information on that. Like I said. Don't take this and start running with it if you haven't taken care of all your other stuff ahead of time because it's really pointless. You gotta, you know, crawl before you can walk, you gotta walk before you can run, so to speak. It's the same process. Work on the base of the pyramid first, focus your calories, focus on macronutrients, and being consistent with those two things for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And then once that feels pretty solid, you feel locked in, you're in a routine, then you can kind of start mix and matching your macronutrients depending on what time of the day you're working out to better optimize those macronutrients. That way you have enough energy, you feel better throughout your workouts, and you're able to recover better from those workouts from session to session. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you got any questions on it, let us know. And uh, is there anything else you want to add to that, Kel? One other thing I've been getting a lot of questions on was, is a weight or is a scale expensive? No. Don't think so. No, you can I go down to Walmart buy and buy one by like 15 bucks maybe. Yeah, so you got some that are like extremely fancy, right? But I think you can go down to Walmart. Most of them are going to range from like 15 to 25 15 bucks. 15 to 20 bucks, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not that expensive. You can buy them on Amazon. You can get there in a few days. You can go down to Walmart, buy you one. I would say most grocery stores have them. Yeah, all, all really a scale is is like basically like back in the day, people don't really do it much anymore. You used to like weigh their mail, mm-hmm. right? It's just that kind of scale, right? It's very... Nothing crazy. Yes. Yeah, like it's, it's 15 to 25 Most of them have, and we go from ounces to grams to yeah. normally, I think one other one. But yeah, some might, they go like, I think it has like, you can do straight up ounces, grams, and then some might have where you can do, it also reads up the poundage, right? Okay. So if you're doing 
more of a heavier thing is like you're only like a bigger package like that for your mail you had to weigh it out from poundage that would be something as well but yeah very inexpensive for the most part okay. and something that you'll I mean I use mine you'll use it every time single day yeah. of the week all the time for something that's very very valuable that you're going to get way more return on investment than any other thing you can invest in for sure. just that scale alone so uh, but is there anything else you want to add to that I don't think so alright then we'll see you guys next time peace love and pasta